Hello and welcome to QPod, QIC's Investor Insights podcast series. I'm Craig Valenzuela, Managing Director for Global Business Development, and each week we invite our listeners to take 10 and get the latest economic insights from our in-house economic team. Good morning to our Chief Economist, Dr. Matthew Peter. Oh, good morning, Craig. Excellent, Matthew. Let's get straight into it. Yesterday, we received the latest employment data for Australia. So how is the Australian market performing? Well, um, we had another cracking result in January with just over 29,000 jobs added over the month. Uh, That leaves us just 56,000 jobs or a half a percent shy of our pre-COVID level of employment of around a year ago. Um, But we must remember that with the passage of a year, 110,000 workers have entered the workforce, among them our young people who are looking to start their work careers. So accounting for these additional workers, there are currently 110,000 more people looking for work now than a year ago, and we have 156,000 more people unemployed than we had a year ago. In last week's episode, you highlighted that the unemployment situation has also been falling in the US. Are we keeping pace then with the rest of the world with these results? Well, um, the labour market performance has been strong across the globe, uh, Craig, and in the US, for example, as we I think we mentioned last week, there's over 6 million jobs have been recovered since the low point in US employment back in April last year. But this still leaves the US market down 8.6 million jobs compared to January last year. And to put that into perspective, uh, US employment is still five percentage points less than a year ago. And that's an order of magnitude worse than Australia, which, as I said, is down by a mere uh, half a percent. So, Craig, uh, I think we're not just keeping pace with the rest of the world, we're actually outpacing the rest of the world. Wonderful to hear. You're listening to Craig Balanswala and QIC's Take 10 podcast, where our Chief Economist, Dr. Matthew Peter, is taking us through the current economic foresight shaping your investment outlook. Matthew, if we are outpacing the rest of the world, as you just suggested, through our sustained recovery, and in particular with the US, what does that mean for our Australian dollar? Well, typically it would mean that our economy would be homing in on full employment more rapidly than the rest of the world. Uh, Labor markets and and markets for goods and services would be be tightening more rapidly than the rest of the world, and our interest rates would be rising faster than elsewhere. That would typically lead to upward pressure on the exchange rate, as long as our international terms of trade remain stable and the RBA didn't attempt to offset the rise in the Aussie dollar uh, with an easing of monetary policy. Well, let's get on to that in just a moment, because as we know, one of the core reasons the RBA extended its QE program, Matthew, was to manage the Australian dollar. Yet, as we go to air this week, the Australian dollar has been oscillating at around 77 cents to the US dollar. So did the RBA miss the mark? Well, Australia had a very sharp rise uh, of over 50% in the terms of trade over the December quarter as our bulk commodity uh, export prices such as uh, iron ore surged. And since the end of uh, last year, uh, most of this year, our terms of trade have stabilised and the RBA extended its QE program and the Aussie dollar has largely tracked sideways, as as you said. It must also be remembered that about two-thirds of the rise in the Aussie dollar since June last year has been due to general US dollar strength. That is uh, the US dollar going up against all currencies, not just the Aussie dollar. If we look against a basket of currencies of our major trading partners, including China, the rise in the Australian dollar has been far less uh, dramatic. It's uh, increased around about 4% compared to 12% that you've seen uh, the Aussie dollar rise against the US dollar since around about May last year. 
This means that the damage of a higher currency to our economy through an adverse impact on our international competitiveness is far less than it would seem if you measured the currency move by the Aussie dollar, US dollar exchange rate rather than the uh, trade weighted index measure. But Matthew, with all these various factors influencing the Australian dollar and the exchange rates in general, can the RBA really be expected to control the currency? Well, it can't completely control the currency, Craig, because currency moves depend on a range of factors beyond the RBA's control, such as uh, the international terms of trade and uh, investor sentiment as well. Uh, but what it can do is it can influence the currency through its power to manipulate uh, Australian interest rates. It can manipulate those rates um, in two ways. First, through setting the cash rate, which tends to anchor the short-term interest rates, and secondly, by uh, QE, which uh, impacts interest rates um, of longer maturity uh, bonds. At the moment, uh, the RBA is doing both. Uh, And by doing QE and lowering the interest rates on government bonds beyond that three-year maturity, uh, which it's anchoring through yield curve control and a fixed, uh, a low cash rate, it lowers the attractiveness to international investors of Australian bonds in general, and therefore lowers the demand for Australian dollars to buy such securities. And that takes pressure off the currency. You're listening to Craig Balanswala and QIC's Take 10 podcast, where our chief economist, Dr. Matthew Peter, is taking us through the current economic foresight shaping your investment outlook. Matthew, let's put it out there. How much scope really does the RBA have to force that Australian dollar lower? Well, that, Craig, depends on how much lower the RBA can drive interest rates. And at the moment, uh, as I said, the RBA has set the cash rate uh, at around zero with no intention uh, actually to drive um, rates negative. But at longer dated maturities, uh, for example, the Australian uh, 10-year yield, it's currently trading um, at relatively high rates compared to the rest of the world in particular, 10-year yields at uh, 1.4% as we speak. Hence, the RBA could increase its QE program, buy bonds at longer dated maturities and drive those interest rates much lower, close to zero if needs be. So, Matthew, what is the end game for all this? Where will the Aussie dollar end up in your opinion? And will the RBA be forced to extend yet again its QE program? Yeah, well, I think the RBA will be more comfortable with the Aussie dollar below 75 cents than above 75 cents for example, but the RBA's comfort zone uh, depends partly on what's driving the currency. If what's driving the currency higher is the terms of trade, then the RBA will be more comfortable with a stronger dollar as it reflects uh, higher prices for our exports. And given, particularly with international borders still closed, uh, you know, a higher dollar doesn't do as much damage to our economy by undermining the competitiveness of our service exports, such as tourism and educational services, which of course uh, are uh, sort of not open to uh, to foreign uh, foreign demand. Uh, if the strength, however, uh, in the dollar is due to rising Australian interest rates, I think the RBA will be concerned and we can expect further QE. What is our guess? Well, it's that the Australian dollar will probably stall at current levels and potentially drift lower as uh, the terms of trade uh, retreat. Uh, so therefore, I don't expect Uh, the RBA to have to do much more than they currently are doing. However, if we do see the Aussie dollar start to drift higher from this point without the terms of trade rising, expect more QE from the RBA. Thank you again, Matthew, for your latest market insights. So in summary, the RBA seems to be most comfortable around that 75 cent mark against the US dollar. And with the Australian economy really starting to power back up again with strong employment and workforce participation rates, keep an eye on the two main drivers of our Australian dollar being foreign central bank exchange rate influence 
and the strength of our terms of trade for those indications of how the RBA might react. Should our coal and iron ore exports remain strong, as BHP's very strong results showed us this week, expect the QE program to be limited. I'm Craig Valenzuela for QIC's QPod. Please email us your questions or comments at qpod at qic.com and have a super weekend.